You are listening to Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Just Riding Along. I am Ben. I'm the creator of Mountain Bike Radio. I'm just cutting in with two announcements before this episode. One is a reminder to head over to mountainbikeradio.com slash race discounts. We are up to six events. Uh, you can find discounts, anything from 10% to 20% off. Uh, California, events in California, Michigan, Minnesota, and Oregon. So head over to mountainbikeradio.com slash race discounts. That's part of our uh, endurance race calendar. The other one is go over to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR. There you will find two links, membership and a link to our Amazon uh, affiliate link. If you enjoy what you hear and appreciate it, I would encourage you to check out the membership. The other thing, the thing is with the Amazon is it's free to you. All you have to do is click on the link before you go shop on Amazon and that's it. So bookmark it every time you shop through Amazon, just go through there and you're done. Like it's free, easy, and it helps us. That's it. Now on to this episode of Just Riding Along. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Riding Along that is brought to you by Moscow Mules and a new microphone set up. Get closer to the microphone. And get getting closer to the microphone again. Uh, we have an action-packed episode that is going to be brought to you by all kinds of cool stuff, like those things we just talked about. Not brought to you by, this is going to cover all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, it'll probably be an episode that right now we'll claim is going to be short and ends up being exceptionally long, painful. <laughs> That's what she said. And uh, girthy. <laughs> um, but with all that aside, uh, we don't have anything new in the form of donations you can always go to mountainbikeradio.com you can go to the store and you can send a donation over to us you can go to just riding along show jra show jra show.com and pull it up uh we don't have a ton of questions we do have some but if you do have a question don't hesitate to send that to jra at mountainbikeradio.com that'll come to both me and ben and we'll make sure that your question makes it onto the air as long as you are not discussing the origin versus connotation of a word. So um, <laughs> with all that said, is anything cool going on with anyone? Kenny? Nothing super exciting. I rode Iron Mountain again because it's awesome. Getting ready for Marathon Nationals. <laughs> are you going to do Marathon Nationals? Heck yeah, I'm going to win that son of a bitch. <laughs> awesome. Do they have an e-bike category? <laughs> oh my God, they probably will by then. By 2018, uh, they will. But that trail is just awesome. It was uh, a bit rainy here in Memphis, and I really wanted to ride the mountain bike. And I hadn't been, I hadn't done like a four-hour hard ride on the mountain bike in a long time. And it was just kind of drizzly, and we just took the gamble and went. It was just me and Damien, and we had a really good time. Even though it was uh, drizzling the whole time, it was totally rideable, tons of grip, not muddy at all. I mean, it really wasn't even wet. Like, when we got done, the bikes looked pretty much perfect yeah there's a lot of tree cover there right yeah so i mean the ground was wet but it just drains so well yeah that it's just not an issue so well it's a well-built trail and on good soil for that Yeah, exactly exactly and it didn't rain excessively i mean it probably rained a tenth of an inch over the whole time we were there yeah so not a big deal but yeah i had a really good time i still really like my bike (laughs) um what else 
my brakes are still great. So I'm running the, for those who don't know, I ran Hope uh, Race M4s for the longest time because I'm super picky about brakes. And they were very, very good to me for probably two or three full seasons. And they just started getting tired and tired and tired to the point where I was sick of uh, messing with them. And Hope's new brakes have been kind of hit or miss uh, just from my customer experience ordering new ones for people. So uh, I went off the reservation and got some SRAM brakes uh, like a like a dumb person. But they haven't burned me yet. So uh, the, R- running, the Guide RSCs? I'm running the Guide RSC, yes. Okay. That's correct. I'm not running the Ultimates. And they are fantastic. I got one little tidbit of news. So one thing I really like about these is they have ridiculous amounts of piston retraction. I mean, there is a ton of open space on both really? sides of the pads. It is ridiculous. That it has not no been sense. my experience with the new bikes that I assembled, but go ahead. That's weird. Mine are amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. So not even a hint of rub ever. It's got like just the right amount of free stroke, if not a little bit on the far side, but that doesn't bother me personally. I very much dislike brakes that engage right off the bat. I yeah, hate that. I hate that. Uh, so anyway, I'm really, really happy with it. Um, yeah, the rest of the bike is awesome. I did a, I did kind of a, a frame up rebuild maybe a month ago and I was waiting on some cranks to come back in. They warranted my, uh, race face next SL cranks for those who are not aware, but everything is good. No noises, no creaks ride super fast. Uh, I went down to the smaller bar, which you already talked about. That's still awesome. But yeah. Other than that, nothing, nothing too crazy. I'm running some, so I've got I nine hubs and I've got a road hub on the front. Because uh, I'm an idiot. And <laughs> the bearings in that one started going out after about a year. And they still spun fine. They were just a little bit grainy. Yeah. Like you kind of feel it in the handlebars, but it still spun for days. Yeah. Uh, it was just dried out, I suppose. So I yanked those out, and I tried the – I don't remember the brand, unfortunately. I think they're Enduros, but I have to double-check on that. But there's some kind of ceramic bearing that is not super expensive. So maybe hybrid ceramic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> with with all seven balls made out of ceramic, maybe just the one. I have no idea. I didn't actually open a shield up. I really should do that. Did I did did I talk on the last episode about the uh, ceramic hybrids or not? Uh, we've we've mentioned them, I think, on a few episodes, but we haven't like gone into depth about. So, them. well, you finish you finish what you're saying, then I'll sure go into sure. Depth. So basically, I put some ceramic bearings on the front. So far, so good. Uh, run nice and smooth, and I also put one or two in the back. I don't remember which ones were bad in the back but uh yeah bike's awesome i love my bike i may i'm still entertaining the idea of getting an rkt um and yeah and we're probably not really allowed to i'm not allowed to talk about it in a public sense but there is uh there's a new tall boy coming out so just you're not allowed to talk about it even though you just did no i mean everybody knows there's a new tall boy coming out we just we just can't talk about what the details are well i have a i can tell you what it's going to be even though i work for a sanctuary dealer i have no idea they brought out the Hightower, which is an updated Tallboy LT that fits big wheels, and they're probably going to make their Tallboy a more cross-country-ish bike, if I had to guess. Because the Tallboy was always a terrible cross-country bike. You, mean, you think it was too long travel? No, I just think it, it, it didn't... It steers really fast, and it honestly rides a lot like a Jet 9. It just wants your weight back like 10 millimeters compared to a Jet 9. That's otherwise. Other than that, it's the exact same bike. Well, and Niner redid the Jet Nine to be more of a cross-country bike with the RKT. So, 
Yeah, but we can discuss it. Uh, we'll talk about it more when it's official because I don't know technically what the rules are on this, so I don't want to like piss anybody off. Uh, but yes, they're. they're Why do you have like a, a boyfriend at Santa Cruz or something? No, they just they just released it before. You know, I don't know when they're going to announce it, but at some point they will. No, well, soon, soon, soon. So keep your eyes peeled, you tall boy. All right, the the tall boy, st short travel. Yeah, that's that's what I was uh, that's what I was hoping for, but can't talk about it. Well, you you won't need an ST anymore. There's only going to be the tall boy, okay, and the high tower because oh, the yeah, high tower right. is going to be their long travel twenty nine er. Oh well, oh yeah. So uh, the ceramic hybrid. So we had a, a listener, uh, Cody, I believe, that uh, sent us pictures of XX one. Ceramic hybrid, as it says on SRAM's website. If you go to their website and you look at the XX1 rear derailleur, it says ceramic hybrid bearings in the pulleys. If you open up any XX1 pulley, you will find one ceramic ball and six stainless steel balls, um, which is technically ceramic hybrid, but if you ask anybody out there other than an employee of SRAM, they would be like, that can't be right. That's not what I expect when I open up a, a pulley um, or any bearing that says ceramic hybrid. Um, so uh, Matt and I started opening up pulleys and posting pictures of it on Twitter with the hashtag PulleyGate. Um, and it turns out the people at SRAM are watching um, because Ed, who I've actually known um He's, he's been at SRAM for a while. I've known him uh, since I was road racing with Team Kenda Tire. So what uh, were they doing for 10 years with the Elixir? <laughs> I didn't ask. Okay. <laughs> Step one, collect socks. Step three, profit. <laughs> yeah. That's underpants. Oh. You knew what I meant, though. <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah. know, I, Step I bet. Step one, make shitty Elixirs. I, Step, I bet. Step three, Ed, profit. And that was true. Yeah, and I, I bet Ed would have a good answer for that because he um, – you know, he's like one of those dudes that's just been in the bike industry for forever, you know. Um, so anyway, he actually, um, he noticed and he called me at work, um, found it, like figured out just through, you know, blog, social media, whatnot, um, you know, where shop I was at and called me and said, what, why are you posting all these pictures with Pulleygate? Like, what, what are you, what's wrong? It's like, well... It says ceramic hybrid, and there's one ceramic ball. He's like, well, that's on purpose because people hate doing bike maintenance. And I can I can definitely agree with that because we have people all the time that are just like, what do you mean I have to spend money to maintain my bike? What do you mean I need to do this and do that, like, service-wise? Yeah, I get that. People... You know, they, a lot of times they get expensive bike parts and they're like, I don't want to do anything. Like it's expensive. I shouldn't have to ever do anything to maintain it. Um, so basically, um, his answer to that was that, you know, since people suck so bad at wanting to do bike maintenance, um, they went with one ceramic ball so that it is one super hard ball inside the bearing that crunches up, uh, dirt and grit and things. Um, and then, by just having one, Matt's giggling over there. Uh, by just having one, and then all the stainless, the rest of them being stainless steel, you don't have to do 
um, nearly as much maintenance as far as cleaning and re-greasing. So one really good ball. One really good ball. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong police. To me, that sounds like marketing wank, but at the same time, I will, I will reserve judgment. Right. I mean, he did. He did agree with me. The research. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he did agree with me that that is by saying ceramic hybrid that most people do not expect that when they open up a bearing that says ceramic hybrid on it. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it does say it doesn't just say ceramic bearing; it says ceramic hybrid. When I think ceramic hybrid, I think that either the races or the balls or you know some piece of that is all ceramic. Right. That's right. what I personally think, but yeah, um, and and he he agreed that that could be misleading. Like he he's I was like, well, the reason why we're making a big deal out of it is because it's misleading. He's like, yeah, I can I can see that, and we're working on changing our wording. And we should have something out by Sea Otter. And, I mean, maybe by, like, the time they get home from Sea Otter. I don't know. But go to go to their website and see if it still says Ceramic Hybrid. I'm sure it does. But, all right. So that's the deal with um, hashtag Pulleygate. Um, that is actually on purpose. And uh, according to my insider source at SRAM, is not just a ploy to have consumers pay for us like more ceramic than what they actually get. So um, what else is uh, going on out there? Matt, do you have any, any stuff for the week besides whatever the fuck face you're making right now? Do you guys want to talk about just like general products and news and that kind of stuff? Yeah, is there any new shit? Is there I any new shit I didn't that have we anything hate? new to talk about. It's cool. so, I mean, we can talk about kind of, there's a lot of big deals coming out recently and I'm pretty, pretty pumped about it. Bunch of them, so are you pumped in. about uh the metric shock standard? I don't give a shit about that. Okay, I just but I haven't read into it that in depth to be honest. I think it's going to be fine. I think maybe in the future it will have there will be fewer number of shocks, uh, which is good for the manufacturer and it's sort of good for the bike shop, I suppose. But there's still all those other ones out there that you got to support for a long, long time. Yeah, so it's not like you can. We didn't talk about them. this. We talked about it. Uh, yeah, we mentioned it on last show. So, oh, okay. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent to it, to be honest. I think I like seeing progress. And, I mean, sometimes it means a few new standards or or destroying old standards or whatever. And that's it is what it is. It's fine. So, I just, I think it's just not even that newsworthy, to be honest. But I'm more excited about, like, XTDI2, for example. Yeah? Are you going to get that's, some? Pretty fucking cool. You should yeah, get an RKT with XTDI2. I'm probably just going to do XTDI2 on my jet to start with. <laughs> just do that, and then I can always just move it over. Uh, I would I would task you to go the other way. Actually, my my XTR one by ten is is pretty old. It's got like no shit ten thousand plus miles on it. Right, but you if you started by getting the RKT, then when you went to XTDI2, you would have all the correct wiring you needed. That's true, but I kind of want to do a weird project on the jet. Are you going to drill holes in it? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, then. That's <laughs> fine. Because you can't have no shit taped to your down tube. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, I'm going to start drilling holes in that thing like crazy. Are you going to make it into a, a like a hidden motor e-assist bike? I think I'm going to put the uh, battery in the fork. Oh, man. Like yeah. in place of the air spring? <laughs> yeah, no air spring. <laughs> no damper, just a battery. 
You can just replace one or the other. Which one would you replace? If you're going to replace one side with a battery, which one would it be? Because the battery in the air side could function like a giant volume spacer. (laughs) Right? In a Fox 34, you could probably damn near get away with it, to be honest. Yeah. Just close it back up with that huge volume reducer in there. Yeah. (laughs) It would sag a bunch, but you could never bottom it out. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh uh, but no it goes in the steer tube obviously obviously no i'm pretty i'm pretty pumped about the new slx 11 speed the m7000 i'm really excited for that to come out any reason why it's not that much cheaper than xt is it um when i had the crave and the jet 9 at the same time the crave had slx and the jet 9 had xtr and functionally they felt the same and now that I've ridden a good bit of time on XX1, I would really, really like to ride SLX M7000 so I can tell people if it is good or not. Sure. I'm pretty picky. Um, it's pretty, there's no risk for me to buy it. If I buy it and I don't like it, I can definitely get out of it at no loss. Um, so I, I'm just going to try it. I feel. I feel that this is my entry into curmudgeonry. <laughs> curmudgeonry. I'm already there. Like I, nice stuff is nice. I get it. My new bike, like my road bike, I'm really pumped about it. But I'm just in new technology with my road bike, and I'm really excited to try new cheap mountain stuff and see if it worked as well, if not better, than cheap older mountain stuff. Uh, cause my SLX functioned great. It just didn't have the range I needed here. So if I can ride it and tell people that it's fine, then if people, a lot of times our salespeople sort of tag in with us. They're like, Hey, this customer's worried about, you know, their 105 rear derailleur. And I'm like, it's fine. Or, you know, and I'll be able to say that about SLX or I'll be able to say like, look, you know, if you buy this bike, we can do a, a buyback on your rear derailleur and shifter and you should really get XT. And it'll cost you this much more. And I can help with that if I have firsthand experience and I, I want to have that experience. So I'm going to buy it. Sure. What bike are you going to put it on? Um, it's probably going to go on my new bike that's not here yet. Yeah. Uh, I have another new bike on the way already. Um, that demo, awesome. though. Through my work, we have a really, really gracious program where after you've been employed there for a full calendar year of full-time work, then you're able to you're, you're at that point able to be eligible. And I was deemed eligible by my manager to order a demo bike. And, and with the allowable like credit I was given, I picked a stash five um, and it's in the mail and I'm really excited about it. Um, Sweet. So what does the stash five come with? Um, it's 10 speed. So my plan is I'm actually going to like what kind of parts and fork and all that shit. Uh, so stash five is rigid with a carbon fork with a through axle. It's through axle in the rear. It's BB 92. It comes with a race face, that 24 millimeter spindle alloy crank, like a turbine. Yep. Turbine crank, like the cinch. Is that an option? Turbine cinch. Is that real? the, The cinch is only 30 mil. Uh, well, sorry, it's turbine, but it uses like the cinch ring. Like you uh, can put a oh, spiral. Interesting. Ring in it. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize they made a 24 mil spindle with the. Uh, it might not be 24. It might be 30 because it is. No, it's got to be 24 mil spindle. 
because it has plastic cups. And if it didn't have plastic cups, then it would have to be, it would be that weird BB 92, 30 millimeter spindle that doesn't use any cups or the branch press right into the frame. And they don't use that. They use the plastic cups. Oh, okay. So it has to be 24 millimeter spindle. All right. Um, and non-series Shimano brakes and um, Dior with a clutch one by 10. But I'm going to probably ride the bike single speed until for one ride until SLX is available. <laughs> I have this feeling that XT DI2 is going to be very difficult to get. I do too. My I shop has a lot one of people on order. are going to buy it. Like um, we 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 have one like in whatever batch comes out that can get to our shop. We're going to like we we have our name on one. Yeah, I need to get on board with that. I need to do that tomorrow. Yep. Um, you don't miss the boat, son. So yeah, that's probably. that's pretty much what it has. You, it, you should just buy some off of Wiggle. It has uh, <laughs> it has Sun Mule Foot rims and uh, just standard hubs, and I'm planning to do a couple of weird things with it. But uh, I think it's going to be a good bike. I think it's going to work great. I'm I'm confident in this one. Okay. I really am. Um, I I might put the XX1 on it until the SLX comes in. The more I think about it, the smarter the idea that is. And then you're going to get the SLX and you're going to be like, this is heavy. Nah. Nah, I won't do that. All right. I mean, the SLX is nice because when you have that customer that has like a totally clapped out nine speed or even like 10 speed stuff, but mostly like the customer that's got like the 2012 Superfly with like all the way clapped out. Three by nine. Yeah, three by nine on it. You can be like, look, instead of replacing your entire drivetrain with stuff that, like, they don't even support that stuff anymore with high end parts. Like, unless you buy it off of eBay, our distributors don't have XO, like, XO rear derailleur and shifters. You have to get like a GX shifter. I just did it for a guy. Oh, if you need an XO rear derailleur, you guys have some in stock. We're flush with them. I got them. <laughs> well, if your bike shop has new old stock, then fine. But if your bike shop does not have new old stock like that laying around, then you're like, yeah, you can get this GX stuff and it's, it's all right, but it's not what was on your bike. Or for the same or like a little bit more money, you can upgrade to new 11 speed stuff. And that's cool. And that's where Shimano has like a huge advantage over SRAM is, you know, that customer with his like 2012 wheel that doesn't have an XD driver body available for it can just put that Shimano 11 speed cassette straight onto his existing 2012 wheel that's already pretty clapped out and should probably be replaced anyway. But he doesn't want to do that because that was a nice bike when he bought it. Why does it have to be a dude? The ladies not have old bikes? No. Well, you know, every person I've dealt with in that situation so far has been male. So that's why I say he. Just or, because that's the freshest memory in my mind. Or let's go even better. When their super flat breaks <laughs> and they have to get a different warranty frame, you're like, go ahead and put new parts on it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Should we get into questions? I mean, if we want to. Yeah, let's do some questions. 
I feel like I'm so close to this microphone. It's kind of bothering me. I you're supposed scooting. to be. I keep scooting back. Because you're supposed to be close. I feel very claustrophobic with my face is close to the microphone. Just, just get in there. <laughs> All right. So we have a question from one of our uh, one of our members. I think this guy's a member. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but Scott O from Florida. I wonder if he knows Adam. Adam Murphy. There's only like three people to ride mountain bikes in Florida. They have to know each other. Probably. Um, I have a 2014 stump jumper hardtail comp with an XO 2x10 drivetrain and derailers and XT brakes. I want to convert to an XT 1x11 with an 1142 cassette and 30 tooth crankset. This will be my Florida bike as I have a new Epic Expert Carbon with XT 2x11 for those Georgia and North Carolina trips. I have the one by crank set that came with the bike that is 104 BCD. I also have an X9 crank on the bike now that has a removable spider. I have a variety of one up 30 tooth chain rings, including both 104 and direct mount from a failed wide range one by 10 experiment. My question is this, in order to save a few bucks, would you use either SRAM crank set with the one up rings or just buy a new XT crank set with the 30 tooth ring? Oh, just use the old stuff. My only concern is that the one-up ring will not be compatible with the Shimano 11-speed chain. Thanks for all you do. Uh, I think it's going to be all right. Or just get... You can get any 104 BCD narrow-wide chain ring, and it should work. Yeah, my recommendation is just to get a spiderless um, wolf tooth ring and just be done with it. Do members get the wolf tooth... Get a wolf tooth deal Mm -hmm. at all? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tell them about it. Are you are you pulling it up right now? Or are you trying to? Oh, I thought that's what you meant. You said tell them about it. I thought you meant like right now. Oh, yeah. So if you're a mountain bike radio member, like you believe this man to be, um, you can get a discount on a wolf tooth ring. So if you're worried about the one-up, like I'm not really familiar with the one-up stuff. So if it says 10-tooth chain only or whatever, 10-speed chain only, um, then... Get that, get that wolf tooth. Take advantage of your uh, membership deal. Um, do you have? So if you're a member with Mountain Bike Radio, you'll get a deal on Carbo Rocket products, wolf tooth components, Tailwind, Apex Nutrition, LW Coaching, Elevated Legs, Lush Drink Mix, and Smooth Operator Loop. Um, All right. The deals vary. I will just say that given the discount here from wolf tooth, if you are not a member your first month of membership at the $10 a month level, you would be better than break even. So if you're going to buy something from Wolf Tooth next month, just go ahead and be a member, start your membership next month and buy something from Wolf Tooth. And first month is free. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Brendan Moore. I'll be right back. I got to put Indy back in bed. BRB, old doggy stuff. If I were in Florida, I wouldn't want a 30. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That seems really small. But, I mean, I don't know. Some people like to spend a little bit, but my first reaction in Florida would be to do a 32 or a 34, even maybe even a 36. But everybody's different. I don't know. Well, and also, remember, you're going to have a 42. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so your 1 by 10 wide range, it was probably always ho-hum. But with this, you'll have an 1142 that's, like, dedicated and made to work, and you'll also have a – well, you'll even if you don't need the thirty two eleven. Will you need the thirty two forty two? That's the question. 
Basically, because if you can run, can you a, yeah. think of Florida as always being on the Wolf River Trail? Yeah, I would run a thirty-four. Would be my my gut reaction. <laughs> I'd probably go personally. I'd run thirty-six. I ran a thirty-six some back home. It was oh, fine. I got to take Indy outside. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst you boys. Talk amongst yourselves. Me and the doggy are gonna go potty. Um, that's really it. That's all that I have. I mean, just go again. Don't think about like, oh, I don't need a thirty-two eleven. But do you really need a thirty-two forty-two? Because when you can run a bigger ring, you have more chain wrap, and you'll be in a bigger gear in the rear for a given cadence at a given speed, which will make your drivetrain last longer. Boom, boom, boom. Headshot. Um, Joel from Michigan. Hey, JRA, just wanted to follow up on the advice for the wheels manufacturing bottom bracket with angular contact bearings for PF30 bottom bracket shells to use Shimano cranks. It has been working perfectly in my Niner Air 9. No complaints. Thanks for the advice. Cool. And for those of you that aren't familiar, wheels manufacturing is going to make a bottom bracket called PF30 outboard. So it's PF30 shell. The bearings sit outboard. Um, because PF30 shell is going to be 68 or 73 and your finished overall like outside bearing. Like what would you, what would you call that Kenny? Like total which, width, which bearing? Uh, well like on your Shimano crank set, what would you call that? Like total width on your Shimano crank, like the bottom bracket width or the, I yeah, yeah. Like PF30 outboard because PF30 is only 68 shell. But a GXP or a Shimano needs to be like a lot wider. What sure. would you what would you call that? Like the bearing distance or whatever? Yeah, I don't really know what that what the term is for that. But um, the the finished width of the bottom bracket is wider. So yes. the the PF30 outboard, the bearing set outside for your like native fit with a 24 millimeter spindle, um, and they use angular contact bearings. And the does that one? Press in or does that one thread together? It threads together. Okay. Then yeah, super good. We have a, a a buddy of mine at work just got a new Trek Crockett and he's gonna buy one of their PF ninety two thread together ones. Interesting. Which I'm really excited about him trying. Have you seen that one yet? No, I haven't seen that one. Uh it uses a special little tool, but it's it's super trick. Ooh. Most of what wheels manufacturing makes is pretty pretty great. I'm looking it up right yeah. now, but I can't find it. Oh, they here we go. Oversized bearings. God, Kenny, you should be glad you're not you don't have to deal with treks and fissures like that anymore. I don't know. Maybe you have to deal with other warranty issues, but like we've just had a run of carbon frames that are like a few years old, like two or three years old, where like one of the bearings will just fall out of the frame. Like you take yeah. the crank out and the the bearing is just like, whoop. It's pretty sketchy. I mean, that's why you just don't, uh, you just don't make an interface where a bearing presses directly into the frame, whether that's yeah. a suspension pivot or a bottom bracket or a headset, in my opinion. So basically Trek's um, answer to it is first they were like, Put a V2 bearing in there, which is like the same bearing, but barely larger outer diameter. 
And then, you know, within a couple of months, those are just like making noise and falling out again. Um, so now their answer is send the frame in. And if it's like a warranty thing, so like if it's a customer who's the original owner has their proof of purchase, they can get this done for free. Um, where Trek will basically like rework the bottom bracket to be like a more modern, like their newest form of bottom bracket. Like basically they're doing carbon magic to make it into a new, much more reinforced, much more robust bottom bracket. So is the seat for the bearing actually carbon or is it aluminum? It's oh carbon. yeah, it's carbon. Oh fuck. YOLO. That. Yeah. Whose so idea was that? Holy YOLO. shit. Yeah, like so they're they're just they're basically they're making like they realized that was a problem and they are taking any bike that is a warranty that has that problem and they are updating it to the most current iteration of the carbon press in bottom bracket. And supposedly that's going to fix it. We've had So the the other day I saw this really cool thing. It was it was like an aluminum cylinder <laughs> bottom bracket and it had threads on both sides of it. Oh, are you talking about uh BB forty seven? Oh man. I haven't seen one of the BB forty sevens yet. That's called yeah, someone's going to reinvent that, and it's going to be revolutionary. Yeah. Totally revolutionary. Oh, can you remind me to tell you about that later? Okay. Yeah, so that's if you see any treks that have um, bearings that fall out, just skip the V2 step because it doesn't work. Um, if they're not the original owner, Trek will actually do that service for $200. So anyone with a Trek frame that has a bottom bracket that falls out, you can take your bike to a Trek dealer, pay $200 plus whatever that dealer is going to charge you for service. And then, uh, yeah. And then get that, like get the new carbon bottom bracket installed into your old bike. Yeah. True story. Ugh. Yeah. Or you can just like throw it in the garbage. Or you, sell can it just, on Craigslist. you can just put a bunch of grease in there and it won't creak as bad. Yeah, sell it on Craigslist and buy something that doesn't have that shit. Yeah. Um, so their their PF92 thread together bottom bracket, uh, you press the drive side in flush, and then you use a bottom bracket tool and you thread the non-drive side cup into the drive side cup with um, grease in between the shell and the frame. And you torque it to 35 or 90, 35 to 50 newton meters, and then install your crank as normal. And the two sides are threaded together. So it's pretty cool. That is really cool. That works in tricks. No, oh. that's not a trick. That's what I thought. Because nope. I, I think I had a guy bring that in for a pivot one time. Probably so. That would, yeah. that would fit a pivot. I was going to say, like, that doesn't, doesn't sound trick compatible. Mm. Nope, they make bearings. <laughs> That's it. That's great. Do we have more questions? Um, no, not really. Oh, damn. This might be a short episode. God, what be. can I think of that could make this episode longer? I have to get you guys off on a tangent to sabotage. We could talk about, man, we could talk about, like, we could talk about women's inequality. We could talk about e-bikes. We could talk about we got all kinds of stuff. Man, so, I, I realized on. the other day, wait, Matt might have something important to say. I would really just rather 
I would really rather not discuss. We can the, talk about Donald Trump. I mean, we can talk about all kinds of stuff. I would rather not discuss mechanized bicycles on this show. I mean, all bicycles are mechanized. <laughs> or, sorry, motorized. <laughs> That's fine. I wasn't going to talk about that. I, I mean, moving forward. Okay. That would make me very happy. All right. Well, I was going to say, um, this is just a comment on Memphis in general. Um, so there was like a Facebook discussion about the categories that they were doing at a, the local criterion, like the training race, the Wednesday night thing. And uh, so like the, like the cat, everyone's getting into it. Like that's cool because Memphis is always a little behind the times when it comes to bike racing. And so people are really getting into this Wednesday night crit thing. And the women's category is like popping and the race director is doing, he's doing a, doing a good job and he's trying to make it a big deal and an equal deal. And he, you know, like there was, you know, he added in a women's category back when I was in Memphis that started like before all of the other ones. And then he moved that to be like right before the men's one, two race, which is cool. You know, like it's, it's neat. He's trying to do that, but he also combined the juniors into it. And then the juniors are really getting into the races. And so like now that women plus juniors race is getting like really big. And so people were discussing it on Facebook and you know, I, I think Matt West is the, he's the promoter. Like he's doing a super good job and I know that he will try to make it as best he can for everybody. Um, which would mean splitting that because, you know, especially when you get older juniors, like they're trying to have their race. The women There's are trying also, to. also, you know, I'm not get. I don't know all the details of this thing. This is just the first thing that popped into my mind. I think there might be a timetable, just time of the day. Yeah, exactly. Like it is Yo. time of the day. Like there is, there are limited numbers of, uh, there's a limited amount of daylight. Because it's done on a Wednesday. Yeah. So. After people get off of work. So yeah. I, I understand he's limited in where he can put everybody and have everyone happy. And so it's, it's cool. Like I'm cool with what Matt West is doing. Cause you know, he's trying to make everything fair for everybody without giving preferential treatment to just like the one, two, three dudes, you know? Um, but <laughs> someone tagged me in the Facebook discussion about it. And then, uh, Tony Longo, uh, infamous Memphian that he is said something about, I thought that we all agreed to not invoke the Andrea nuclear option in discussions like this. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I feel good about that though. Like I, I feel like I've had enough of an impact on people in Memphis that he's like, Whoa, 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 don't bring Andrea into this because if it's about women and equality, like we can't like she's gonna make a big deal about it and we're gonna have to actually fucking do something. You know, so I thought that was kind of funny because I mean is Matt that, West Matt West is doing a great job. Is He's, that why this morning you like smeared your face with menstrual blood and like started typing really hard? <laughs> I know this is a few days ago. <laughs> Just like <laughs> uh, that's terrible. But no, no. Um Matt West is doing a great job. I only you know, invoking the Andrea nuclear option is like when race promoters are like, we're just not going to have a women's category because I'm afraid it'll be too small. So the women are going to race against the men 
Like that's for the same prize. Like, you know, it's just everybody like women are just going to race in this category against the dudes in this category. And if they don't win anything, then tough shit. I haven't had a chance to go to the crits just because of work. Yeah. But I saw uh, a picture of the women's start line of what I assume was one of the recent races. Uh-huh. There were a ton of women on that. Yeah. Line. So that was really cool. Yeah. It's great. Like there, and I like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, the Andrea nuclear option is not um, something that I release onto something like Matt West having a hard time getting everybody their own category at the Wednesday night crits, because I understand how limited he is on time and how popular they're getting. You know, and I would love to see a separate women's race. And I would really, really love to see a separate women's cat four race. But I mean, there's only so much you can cram into the amount of time people have off of work. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. Like he's, it's not like you can can combine like men cat five and men cat four, because then you would have like a hundred dudes just wrecking like there's also, you know, having too small of groups, in a crit race is not nearly as exciting for people watching. I'm not saying you should promote bad things happening, but at the same time, nobody wants to see three people racing around in a crit. That's just not that exciting. But when there's like 10 or 15 or 20 people, then it's just, that's a lot more exciting. Right. And he's doing a great job. That's just, I felt good. Like when, when Tony Longo's like, no, 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 don't get Andrea involved in this. Like I felt like I've had an impact on people that has been lasting and in more than a year. You know, <laughs> like I've been gone from Memphis for more than a year and people are like, no, don't get Andrea involved in something that has to do with women. <laughs> so it, it, it warmed my, my heart a little bit. The everlasting aftertaste of a scorned woman's rage. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fuck with the ladies in Memphis. I will come back mama bear style and I will mess up your day. Big time. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? That was a good killer of like five to 10 minutes. I do. I've got one more quick thing as far as gear goes that I, uh, that I purchased recently. Yeah. I bought a Garmin forerunner 235 watch. Oh God. Just because. <laughs> do you wear it uh, every day? Like a regular watch? I do. Oh, um, I actually kind of wanted a watch, but I'm just throwing it out there for somebody who doesn't want to mess with a cycling computer. For example, uh, this is a badass little watch. So it's 330 bucks, which is definitely not cheap, but it's got wrist-based heart rate, uh, which is good for tracking like sleep and your resting oh, that's, heart rate. Actually, that's like not wearing a heart rate monitor is really cool. Yeah, it's and I actually used it the other day at Iron Mountain, and it was within probably five beats or so of my uh, chest heart rate. You were doing, you were running doubles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so anyway, I was really happy with the watch, and it's just a great watch too because you can um, you can nerd out over it. And you can get different like uh, you can get different watch faces and move stuff around, and like you can have any you can customize the screens basically. It's like an Apple Watch that doesn't suck ass basically, and it's waterproof. And it's yeah, it's water resistant slash proof, and it lasts a week uh, as far as battery life. The Apple uh, Watch you have to charge every day, or it's just completely dead. Do you have one? No, but uh, my roommate does, and it's a piece of shit. Mm. It's, like, really heavy, yeah. and it, the battery runs out super fast, and it's clunky, and I was super unimpressed with that Apple product, actually. So, anyway, if anybody's kind of on the fence about it, um, it's a great little watch. I'm, Can I'm you very, answer your like, phone on it? Yep. On the Forerunner? Yeah. Really? It's, yeah, so I get all my notifications. So 
I can answer a call. Like through Bluetooth or something? I can't actually talk into the watch, but I can see who's calling. I can actually answer it. So if I'm, like, driving in my car, um, it answers on my Bluetooth in my car. Or you can answer it real quick and then pull the phone out of your pocket, that kind of thing. Um, oh, so my God. That would, I would hate that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like seeing your notifications yeah. pop up while you were riding? No, I love it because I can be, you know, you're doing something. It doesn't have to be riding. But I get a text message and I can just look real quick. And it displays the whole text, which is really cool. So you can... Um, it doesn't show pictures though, so all the oh, so like yeah, Matt, all the dick pics Matt I couldn't get send you a dick pic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna see it. It's just gonna say like question mark. So, <laughs> it's a bummer. Maybe next generation will transmit dick pics, but not this one. <laughs> oh, this one will. <laughs> uh, Matt's got his phone out. I think he's about to like send you a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> he sent you an analog digital dick pic. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm clicking through my watch right now. Here, let's see. We'll, let's see what it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that, that is a dick. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think our listeners are really that interested in hearing this, but oh, they'll be okay. So you can type no al- an no, alphanumeric. Can. You can make an alphanumeric. Penis. Phallic object and send to and Kenny, send who yes. will definitely interpret it as a penis. That is correct. <laughs> Perfect. That is correct. Just know that it's one equal sign for every inch. <laughs> Matt's going back to see what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> I, I should have subtracted two from that. I'm sorry, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Also, uh, Frank Stanton texted me today. We need to make a correction. We were talking about GX being standard hub compatible. It is NX that is standard hub compatible. GX, NX, wait, what now? SRAM GX 11 speed speed is a 1042 cassette. SRAM NX 11 speed is a traditional Shimano free hub. But is oh, it 1142? It's 1142. Okay. Oh, okay, got it. All right. Little clarification there. But if you did want to go with with NX parts, you'd be well better off buying an XT cassette because it's going to be way lighter than oh, yeah. the NX. I can't imagine that NX is just like a. If you threw it at the wall, it would knock a hole in the wall. And that XT, uh, that XT cassette's pretty cheap these days. It's pretty damn cool. Like 115 dollars retail. I think it might even be less than that. It's 90, I think. Oh, well. It's crazy. Like, you'd have to be kind of silly not to buy that. Yep. So, full. that's what I want to do is I want to run an SLX shifter and derailleur with an XT chain and cassette. Okay. Cool. I still like the 1042. Uh, what size chain ring do you run, Kenny? Shift it, but I, I like the range of 1042. I am running a XTR 1x10 with an XT cassette uh, 1136 with a 30 front ring, 30. And I'm happy with it. I just, I just ride it. Yeah. And when I want to go real fast, I just pedal fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're a simple man, Kenny. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking for the 29 plus bike, I'll want a 28. 
Yeah, I mean, for the climbing around here, I don't think that's unreasonable. Well, also, 2811 is going to have a pretty strong rollout with that big old wheel. Yeah. Crickets. Is that? I was trying to see if the cat was meowing at the front door. Yeah. Well, I think that's a show, guys. That's a show. All right. Da-da-da-da. Meow.